Welcome to the Designer Boss Podcast. Listen, learn, lol, and level up with the ultimate success guide for web and graphic designers. My name is Anna Dower. I'm a cake-loving, success-slaying graphic design mentor. And I'm Emma Kate, your personal sensei for mastering the wonderful world of web. Together we'll show you how to harness our tried and tested experiences and hard-earned lessons while you soak up everything we know about building a successful design business. Hi everyone, welcome to the Designer Boss Podcast. I'm Emma Kate and I'm here with Anna Dower and today we're going to chat about the three uh, biggest mistakes or three mistakes we've made in our design businesses. I think all of mine have been very painful. How about yours, Anna? Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, I probably didn't even realize they were mistakes at the time, Mm. but hindsight is a very, you know, helpful thing. But hopefully by us talking about our mistakes, it'll stop you guys from making the same mistakes or it might make you realise, I think that's where I'm at right now. It's probably time to stop doing that. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the best thing, though, about all of these mistakes, and I'm sure you're probably the same, Anna, is that you make that mistake and then you're like, okay, I'm going to fix this so I don't do that again. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, hopefully by us saying these, Uh, telling you our mistakes and these embarrassing moments we've had over our careers that, um, yeah, you don't have to make the same mistakes as we did. So Mm -hmm. did you want to share your first mistake, Anna? Sure. Um, The first one is early on in my design business, probably not even that early. Like I would just take any client basically there was no kind of prerequisites uh I would just take on any design job from any industry and it makes me think of a couple of clients that Mm -hmm. turned into nightmares the first one was she had like an organization business and somehow she thought that she needed to mentor me Like it was a massive opportunity to work with her and, you know, and now that I think back to that, I'm like alarm bells, like that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) And she would be like, oh, it shouldn't take you that long. Uh, I will give you some mentoring in return. Um, And she was just totally totally not my ideal client Mm. she was really controlling I basically had no creative freedom over anything um she didn't trust the process she didn't trust me as a designer she basically saw me as someone she could mold Mm. um yeah and I did that for way too long another one was someone that had a spiritual business and if you have followed me for a while (laughs) I don't do hippies and um, (laughs) and now I realize that after working with people in that industry um but yeah I took on a client who was in a spiritual industry and they all end up the same for me for the Mm. process like we are not aligned we do not speak the same language um And, yeah, that ended pretty badly where I tried to fire her but she wouldn't let me fire her. 
Mm. And at that point, I didn't have a clause in my terms and conditions saying I can end the working relationship at any time, you know, for whatever reason. So that was a big lesson as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first mistake is like ignoring the alarm bells and working with people <laughs> that were not my ideal client. I'm I'm just laughing over here because that's exactly what my number one experience. <laughs> How funny uh, is that? <laughs> yeah, I think we've like, all done it. Ah, oh, and it's just you. I think learning, like mine, is not trusting my intuition. Yes, not feeling my gut going. Oh, don't know about this one. Mm. And like the first warning sign for my this particular client was that she emailed me and her name was Morning Clouds. Oh, okay. (laughs) The old Morning Clouds. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, she was lovely, but, yeah, she was quite hippie and it was just from the get-go we weren't a good fit and I should have known that. Mm. And I actually did know that. I quoted high for that job, yet she accepted And it was just like, oh, dang, (laughs) now I have to work with her. And it just turned into such a nightmare. It was early on in my career, so I didn't have those clauses either. I didn't have sort of like a strict communication policy and like all these kind of things that would have made that job run a lot smoother, would have Mm -hmm. made her realise I wasn't a good fit earlier on and she wouldn't have wanted to work with me. But it did get to that point where I ended up telling her like okay I've given you everything now I am blocking your email yeah like you can't email me anymore like and I literally blocked it and I told her where I was <gasps> going to because it was just like you know it, it just dragged on for so long and then it was email after email and then me sending stuff like forwarding I sent this to you this date like <gasps> three weeks ago like it was just constant and yeah it was just terrible so wow um yes definitely trust your trust your gut yes trust yourself like Mm -hmm. if you think they're not a good fit and you don't need the money then don't take them on yes (laughs) make changes in your business so it never happens again have a section on your services page that says we work well with these type of people and then a section that we are not aligned with these type of people and listen, don't be afraid to like piss off people who aren't your ideal client. One of the things that I implemented stronger, I think after um, following you, I think before we even worked together and like a lot of your tips is like saying, if you don't want to talk on the phone, you don't have to talk on the phone, mention that you're an online business. And so I put that little disclaimer on my contact page don't give out my phone number. And then even in like the first step that a lot of my clients take or leads take will fill out my project inquiry form. And in that form, it tells them my communication policy. Is Mm -hmm. this okay with you? Yes or no? And so it's like right then and there, you're either saying, yes, it's fine and you'll continue to potentially work with me or no, it's not. And you can stop filling out the form because it's not going to work out. And it's been fantastic because right from the get-go, it's super clear. And so, and that's just for me because I don't like, I don't want to talk on the phone all the time, but there are certain designers that do like that. And that's a way they like to communicate. The time that you make an exception, it's going to bite you in the ass. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, oh, but it's my sister's best friend and she's opening a crystal shop. No, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let's see if our second mistake is the same. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there might only be three mistakes in this episode. I know. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, my second mistake was representing myself as something that wasn't actually me. And that's because I had this idea in my head that you had to follow design trends, you had to look a certain way, you had to speak a certain way, act a certain way in order to be seen as a successful graphic designer. And in the design industry, I feel like there's like the cool designers and then there's like the daggy designers. And we all want to be the cool designers. Like it's just inbuilt in us. Um, and I look back at some of my brands, you know, my own brand over the years and how it's evolved. But I look back at stuff and I think that is not me at all. Mm. That is just me trying to be one of those cool designers. Like at one point my website was all like beachy photos. I like the beach, but it, like it shouldn't be my brand. Um, <laughs> the colours were blue. Like I don't even, I don't like blue. Um, I remember at one stage my branding was black and gold because I thought that's what looks expensive and looks, you know, and it wasn't authentic to me at all. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, thinking that I couldn't be me which is like pink and red and flowers and girly and cutesy because I wouldn't be seen as a cool professional graphic designer. Thankfully, I've gotten over that. Yeah. <laughs> and now I just go all the way with who I am and it feels so much better. And it, it just looks, it gives you such a um, recognisable brand too. And now it's any time there's pink and red and love hearts and flowers and stuff, you just know it's Anna. <laughs> yeah. And I just embraced my uncoolness. And then when I did that, all these other uncool designers were like, oh, my God, I so relate to you. You know, and they were like, I've never felt cool. And and it's like it brings out your people. And before I was not attracting my people because I wasn't being myself. I've definitely made that mistake over the years too, but it's not one on my list. So I can bring up something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my second mistake is probably, I'm sure it's probably one that you have made in the past too. Um, I know a lot of people have is releasing the final files before you get the final payment. And mine was mm. like launching the website on the client's hosting. I have no control over it before getting the final payment. I probably did that quite a few times before I got stung mm. as well. You know, mm. because you, most people like will pay and they're, they're decent people. Some people not. And then you're, you're out of pocket. Like I think probably about $2,000 I was <gasps> with this one. And it turned and they were a friend of a friend, but it turned out they're a builder and they went bankrupt. And then I don't, I didn't get my oh, money no. ever. And so as much as people can have really good intentions, they can't control certain things. And then I never got paid. I had to go to, you know, whatever the liquidation lawyers were, but then, mm. you know, never got anything. So that's one thing that it doesn't, I don't think it really even matters the size of the job. Just make sure that you're getting paid in full before you're releasing everything to the client. And do not even start any work without a deposit mm, as well. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's another big mm-hmm. one. Like, do not even think about their concepts or mm-hmm. anything until that deposit is in your account. Absolutely, yeah. I don't even set up a project board. I don't like. I don't no. do anything. I pretty much the only thing I'm doing before I get a deposit is doing the proposal and sending them an invoice, and you know, maybe yep. a discovery call or whatever. But like, it's just like you don't not start like I think that's a great point because often clients again can have the best intentions be really keen to start and you think oh yep we're going to hit the ground running on Monday but then they just it's (laughs) they just disappear off the radar yeah and then you've done work and not got paid for it yeah so my final mistake is something that I know that you struggle with as well (laughs) is but I used to be much worse at this um and that was like turning every idea I had into a business (laughs) Um, (laughs) and like I said, I've been a lot of things over the last 10, 15 years. And that's because I, I'm an ideas person, but I had this thing where I'd come up with an idea and then quickly make a website for it or like quickly make it happen. And I think back to it, I've had a wedding inspiration website. I've had wrapping paper that I design and printed and sell. (laughs) I've like had so many things that would seem like amazing ideas that I quickly turned into businesses. Um, And they just really distracted me Mm. from what I was meant to be doing and what I could be doing to actually get my business to where I wanted it to be. So I know Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic. She talks about not everything needs to be a business. You can have a hobby. And I think it's really important. It's something that I've gotten better at over the years, but I still have tendencies to do it. Yeah. (laughs) My word for 2020 was focus. And I feel like I've I've been pretty focused this year, but not every idea needs to be a business. Mm -hmm. You can have hobbies that are creative that don't make you money. Yeah. I've sort of found over the years too, a lot of the times where I want to be creative or whatever, like I was getting into watercolour or, you know, hand lettering or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I could like sell these or I could make it into business. Mm. But that kind of takes all the fun out of it as well. It really, like, it sucks it out of, like, the leisure, fun, hobby zone and makes you kind of think, oh, I just feel like it it kind of took the idea of the fun out of it. It then turns it into, like, another to-do list. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And it's like an entrepreneur curse, you know, Um, having all these ideas, being all these different things, but it's too distracting. So, well, my final one is actually a mistake from a job that we worked on together when I worked on your website and it was not sticking to my process. It wasn't working with a nightmare client. I'm not going to say that. That bitch. (laughs) Do not work with Anna Jawa. No, it was uh, when, uh, so launching your beautiful new website that we did this year and you uh, got me to, de- you designed it and got me to develop it for you. Um, and that the wonderful Hayley Brown from Brandshack was building it, uh, the LearnDash side of things for you and sorting out hosting, all that kind of stuff. So I just, what I did was I didn't stick to my process. I just got sort of the email, heard what was sort of going on. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll whip these together in Divi for you. No problem. Sounds great, you know. And so I just did that 
And Haley did the same thing. She just got, yeah, I'll just do the learn dash thing and I'll sort that out, no problem. And then it gets to, you know, 24 hours before launch or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, so Haley, you're going to launch the site? And she's like, so Emma, you're going to launch the site? Like we completely dropped the ball on who was doing what. We had no idea because we just assumed Anna had spoken to Haley. I assumed you'd spoken to <laughs> Haley about it. Haley assumed uh, you'd spoken to me about it. And then, and I assumed you two had yeah, spoken about yeah. it. <laughs> and we just, so it was like a mad, madhouse over the weekend getting this thing launched before you launch your squad, like busy time of year. And something that could have just been handled super easy if we had have known who was handling what and we didn't. And it was because we're all, again, we're all friends. We just kind of assume, we just go with the flow, we don't stick to our process. And it really, mm-hmm. as much as I, you know, tell my students and I've told myself over the years, stick to your process, sometimes you think, oh, like it, this is just easy. Like you don't have to go through the whole process and so you don't do it and then something like this happens, which, you know, we, we got there in the end and it all worked out fine, but it was a stressful few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, whenever you make that exception to the rule, that's when it'll bite you in the ass. It's like it'll just be a reminder, like, no, nah, don't colour outside the lines. There's a reason that you have the step-by-step process, you know, and and it is when you get relaxed and you think it's all going to be good, but, yeah. Yeah, that really made it sort of sink in for me to... I guess not be scared of, you know, when I am working with a friend like you to not be like, okay, Anna, these are the things that I need and this is my process and this yes. is step by step because I I kind of would have that barrier of like, oh, this is crazy and then I'm just going to be like bombarding her with all this extra stuff she doesn't need and, you know, it just, oh, just confuses it all. Um, but it's not, it actually make it less confusing. (laughs) Even if it was more of a pain for you at the beginning, it would have uh, not been as painful as the situation we had just before launch. And I've totally forgotten about that, but it (laughs) obviously has been something that stuck with you for a reason. It was just a really good reminder because I'd been telling students to stick to their process and then it's just like, oh, I'm not practising what I preach here. Yes. I think that's really important and even if you if you are dealing with a friend, you can even say like, you know, I know this sounds a bit dry, but this is my process. Like, let's just tick all the boxes to make sure everything works out right because I want you to get the best possible outcome and your friend is not going to be upset by that. And people love that shit. Like, I Mm -hmm. love to know what's Mm -hmm. happening next, you know? It just, like, makes you feel secure and safe. Like, oh, they've got me, you know? They know what they're doing. It's going to be fine. So I hope our mistakes help you guys realise that we're not perfect, firstly, and that um, it hopefully we've helped you dodge making the same mistakes as us. Granted, like, you're still going to make mistakes in your business, but I think the, the biggest thing is to learn from them. And even, even if you have, um, you know, you have a job and there's a mistake in it, you go, okay, what can I do for the next time? And a lot of that is 
adding a little clause in your contract or your terms and conditions, you know, when payments are due or when feedback's due or communication policies on your website or have it, you know, figuring out, okay, what is my set process? What would make the job run smoother and how can I communicate this with my client better? All those little things. And I find even even jobs that run really smoothly, it's always good to do a bit of a sort of like debrief at the end and figure out, okay, why did it run smoothly and what, how can I do that again? Yes, exactly. And we have the power to fix all of these mistakes. Like even the difficult clients, we have the power to say, no, I don't work with those types of people anymore. And this is the only type of people that I'm going to work with. Mm -hmm. We have the power to guide it all. And I think we forget that sometimes. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Um, We would love to hear some of your mistakes as well. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Designer Boss Podcast with Anna Dower and Emma Kate. If you'd like to learn more about us and our upcoming digital summit for graphic and web designers, head to our website, designerboss.co.